You're listening to Literally, the podcast where you literally get a complete behind the scenes peek at a one-on-one business coaching relationship and the transformation that unfolds over the course of six months. I'm your host, Lacey Seitz, business mentor and success coach and the founder of A Lit Up Life. These are recordings of actual coaching sessions with one of my clients where you get to experience her journey right along with her and gain insight into building your own lit up life and the business that you desire. Hey guys, welcome to session 19. I do want to make a note that it is session 19, which means that Sam and I are recording a few more episodes than we typically do. Six months at three sessions a month would be 18 sessions, but I am so lucky and so fortunate and just so grateful that Sam has continued her journey with me in coaching. So she has decided to sign on for another six months of working together and she has been generous enough to allow some of those sessions to continue being recorded, which I'm super, super grateful for, for a few reasons. One is we feel like, you know, there's still some things left (laughs) undone. And of course there always are in coaching, but we want you guys to kind of be able to finish and see it where those play out. But also because session 19 is the first time that we discuss coronavirus and everything that's going on. So it felt like a really important and relevant thing to be able to capture with the podcast. And so again, like just so grateful for Sam's generosity that even though she's continuing on and paying for coaching and doing this, you know, fully out of the goodness of her heart, because she thinks it's important for you guys to be able to listen to these episodes. So we're going to go a little past six months. We're not going to record an additional six months. I certainly want her (laughs) to be able to enjoy coaching off the podcast as well, but there will be some extra. So just wanted to explain that. I also want to explain that this episode is the first episode that coronavirus comes up. Now, for context, (laughs) this uh, was recorded well before shit hit the fan, so to speak. And what I mean by that is like it was recorded pre-Trump issuing a travel ban to Europe and all of those kind of things that really started to show us the seriousness and severity as a society before we were all kind of on these lockdowns and things like that. So um, there is a bit of lightness that we talk about it in with. And I just wanted to provide that context because certainly it's not wrong and it was very appropriate of how we were feeling at the time, but also things have changed so much in between when this was recorded and when you'll be listening to it. So just wanted to give that for context, but regardless, I think a lot of what we talk about related to it will still be very applicable, very helpful, and very relevant. So with all that, I will let you go to session 19 and thank you so much for listening. And again, thank you to Sam for allowing us to continue to record as we move through this. Okay. What's going on? How are you feeling? Hi. Um, yeah, I'm doing okay. We're in the midst of Corona right now. Right. So I just like this week. In the depths. Crazy. <laughs> yeah. Like just went to Publix last night, bought like six big ass bottles of wine. I'm prepared to be quarantined indefinitely. No. <laughs> Got the important stuff. Yeah. Super important. So, um, yeah, it's just been like so interesting because, you know, I am definitely not like an anxious person, but there is like everybody's just like losing their shit about it, which yeah. has been so interesting. And I know a few people who have don't own their own business, but they've lost their jobs temporarily. Like, and people are just freaking out about their businesses and stuff. So it's been like, I can only imagine how people who are prone to anxiousness and anxiety are feeling because like I'm feeling it and I'm definitely not prone to that. 
For sure. What are you kind of feeling the anxiousness around like business, you mean, or just the state of like everything that's going on? I think it's just like, you know how, um, and I don't know if they like, oh, I don't know if you watch The Office, but when the like somebody, there's like a car chase or something in The Office and it's like, it's one of those things that you can't tear your eyes away from, but also your life would not change in any way, shape or form if you didn't watch that thing. Yeah, yeah. So I feel like it's like, we're all just like, have to like consume so much every day, you know, and like that's what always happens when there's like something crazy happening. It's just like our all of our natural reactions, like be checking social media and like yeah. the news and all of that. So that just is like a higher level of just like, oh, like kind of freaking outness. But like, I'm not scared of the coronavirus. Like, yeah, that's yeah. not a big deal. I would not like to be quarantined, but like, so it sucks. But we like, canceled our big road trip obviously yeah. we were supposed to leave tomorrow and we decided to cancel it last week because we were like you know really thinking that places were going to start to be by the time we got out there like places would be closed and we wouldn't be able to do anything which great foresight because that is happening now totally and, like, god forbid we get quarantined in the fucking camper when we just bought a big ass <laughs> house like i would rather die <laughs> so, totally. yeah. <laughs> so it like sucks, but I don't have like any like craziness around like, oh my God, I'm worried I'm going to get sick or whatever. Yeah. But it is interesting kind of from a business standpoint, it's been a little bit crazy because I have, you know, clients who – agency clients who like yep. need to address the situation. So there's been like last minute rejigging of content for the month and new content and stuff like that. Um, which totally makes sense. And then, um, you know, yeah, I think just like the collective anxiety that everybody is like having around working from home and like small business owners seem really anxious. And I'm really lucky where I think only one of my clients might be affected like in a major way because it's a restaurant. Mm -hmm. Um, But all my other clients, like I have an IV drip and like booster shot place so like they're gonna be like doing great after yeah they good (laughs) yeah so I'm really lucky in that way but it's just been like you know it's just taking up so much of everyone's like time and just like attention and brain space totally which is just oh it's just strange and like a weird sensation and it just is like the 24 hours like every day there's something different we all have to consume it and stuff so that's just been like I think everybody just has like a higher level of stress and it's like the unknown, right? I so agree. I've been talking to so many clients this week and like most of my clients' businesses aren't going to be affected. If anything, they're almost going to like boom in a time Mm -hmm. like this, right? Mm -hmm. But like it's – I think it's a weird position to be in and I think it's almost exactly what you're saying, which is like to not really have like this specific reason to be super anxious. Like you're young. You're healthy. If you get it, you'll be fine. Your business will be fine. Like – but to still feel the collective intensity and anxiety of it, it's like a weird place to be in that middle ground, right? Yeah, exactly. And it's just like there's not – you know, there's really only so much we can all do about it and it's just you're kind of – you know, it is what it is. We're all along for the ride, but – Especially for control freaks like us, it's like very uncomfortable to be along for the ride, right? <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean like I went to Costco like two weeks ago. I was like – um okay, I guess we're canceling our trip. Like I'm going to have – be like quarantine prepared just because like I'm not like someone who would freak out. But it's like, yeah, I'm going to be prepared. And like all you totally. people who are just like, it's all hype. It's all hype. 
guess what? Like, you don't have a stockpile of Costco frozen pizzas and wine, and you're going to have a bad time in quarantine, and I'm going to have a great time in quarantine. (laughs) Well, and I think it's also that mentality, right? I think it's the angle from which you take it. If you're like, this is funny and fun and, like, not funny. It's like a hurricane party. It's not right? funny like, or funny, but right. it's kind of like when we have hurricane parties in Florida. You make the best of it. Exactly. Like, and you take the mentality around, like, this is not going to, like, alter, you know, my ability to find fun and joy in life. Right? And if you take that stance, I think it's so different than if you're like, I have to go stockpile because this is all so awful and dangerous and horrible and da da da. Like, you can do the same actions and still feel differently about them. So something to note here is that even though both Sam and I are not necessarily feeling the impact yet of coronavirus on our daily lives or, you know, the the changes that are coming about because of it, and many of my clients weren't at this point either, but it can still feel really heavy and intense even if you're not being directly and fully impacted. Now, I will say as things have progressed, of course, no one isn't impacted to some extent, it seems, but it's just really important to say that like, just because you are someone maybe on the lesser scale of being impacted, for example, that you don't have permission to feel what you feel. Like I know when this was ramping up, all of my clients were saying that they felt more heavy and more tired than ever without even having a specific reason to cite, but it's just the collective energy can feel so intense. And so permission, no matter how impacted or not, you are on the scale to feel what you're feeling and to let that be okay. Because the more we can feel through that, the more we can come out on the other side emotionally. And what we all need, especially in terms of online business, right, is like to be able to be a light right now, to be able to help others. So it's okay to feel whatever you're feeling. And it's okay if you might not be experiencing the most intense impacts to still be experiencing intense feelings. That is perfectly and completely normal. Uh, so it's just been like an interesting week and like I'm deaf. I'm so ready for the weekend. Like just I think everybody needs to have a little break. Yeah. So and try to relax a little. So you feel good in terms of like clients and business around this. It's just like you feel like you're kind of like, but I need a break. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just like that like increased level of just like stress across the board everyone's yeah. having. But yeah, like I don't know if some people will like, how can I make this like an advantage of my business? Sure. And somebody shared yesterday, it might have been you. Uh, I can't remember, but there was like an article about how like more like this situation, uncertainty with like people's jobs, especially if they're in the service industry, you know, uh, making people think like, oh, maybe I should start my own business. Oh was yeah, that, that was you? me. That was a great article, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so I, so I know some people, you know, will think like, "Oh, you're taking advantage of the situation or whatever." But it, like, whatever. I don't care. But um, yeah, I'm just trying to think like, are there any ways that like I can help make this like a good situation, just not only for myself, but like people who are like really struggling during this time to like empower them to make the best of it. Well, I think that's it, right? I think like, for example, like when when we talk about like not capitalizing on the trauma to a certain extent. I think people do that by creating a lot of paranoia and then trying to make sales off that. Like, oh, you're probably going to all lose your jobs. And so you better become an entrepreneur and buy my course. Like, we're not doing that shit, right? right? But like, 
for example, like we gave out like a, a free opt-in that would normally like require an email address uh, about being innovative just to say like, hey, this might be helpful to you if you're trying to figure out how to be innovative right now as things shift. Like I think things like that where it's like, hey, we can actually really help here because we're a little bit ahead of the curve in terms of like understanding what it like looks like to move a business online, understanding what it looks like to not be you know, so impacted by it and be ahead of the curve. Like, I think you're a hundred percent spot on and being like, how can we help in situations like that? And then of course that benefits our business anytime we're helping other people. Right. Right. Yeah. So yeah, I was kind of thinking about like some sort of like resource I could create or something like that. And I've seen like a lot of, um, great things about, you know, like how you can work from home, like how you can deal with this, like all of those kind of things. Um, so yeah, so I'm just like kind of noodling around on that a little bit and just thinking about it. I think a great thing for you might even be like, you know, cause you offer some calls around that. Right. I was kind of thinking about calls a little bit, um, too. Like if you're feeling impacted by this and you need like help brainstorming like what you're going to do or how you're going to handle this or what your next steps are, like get on a call with me. Cause I think that's where you can show so much of your value because you're so good at like, you know, you're an eight, right? You're so good at thinking about things in a different way and outside of the box and all of that. Like, I think that that could be such a useful thing and honestly could be exactly why people hire you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Both in terms of the agency and in terms of coaching, quite honestly. Right. Right. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, yeah, so I've just been like kind of trying to think about that a little bit and like kind of using this as a way to like empower myself and my business, but also like other people. So I'm gonna um kind of yeah, probably I was thinking about calls and then like figuring out some sort of resource. Um so so yeah, I just like to, you know, be proactive, right? So and I think that, totally. that makes people feel like better also, you know, distract you a little bit. Well, I think it makes them feel better when it feels like someone's helping guide the way for that or helping like them understand that. I think why, why people feel the most freaked out in situations like this is because they feel like they just don't know what to do. So if you can be like, hey, let me help you think through what to do, like that provides such instant relief. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. Kind of just like being like a sounding board, a brainstorm and like – you know, knowledge and understanding and a resource. Exactly. I think in times like these, the best thing you can do is like be a resource, right? Right. Yeah, for sure. And really like use the platform you have for good and for help. And then like, of course, that always helps your business. I think this is where people get fucked up in the head on this is they feel like, well, if it benefits me, then I should feel bad. But it's like, well, anything I do that benefits others should directly benefit my business and that's a good thing, right? Mm-hmm. Right, right. And like that really is how that should roll. And so, of course, if you go out and try to be highly of service in this time, like, of course, that's going to naturally benefit you. But that's not the only reason. It's because you can be highly of service and you want to be. Now, again, this conversation came with a a bit of a lightness to it, right? In a sense that like comparatively to how this progressed, you know, it just wasn't understood at that point. However, it is still such a relevant conversation that I'm continuing to have with my clients up to the moment, right? Which is like, 
capitalizing on this is not really a negative thing, right? Like I think we can think about that in a lot of different ways. And I think that sometimes we can make all these words feel very negative. And certainly we don't want to be taking advantage of others, but that's true at any time in business, y'all. Like nothing has changed about that. The other thing that's true anytime in business is that it's okay to receive while you also give. Like if you are a resource, of course you will get a benefit. That is always true and will always be true. And so just because our world is going through something difficult, it doesn't necessarily have to change that. Meaning just because you have an amazing service to give during this time that you should feel bad or negative or guilty. They're almost entirely unrelated, right? In the sense that like someone thriving in an online business during this really does not impact like if someone is going to get well or not get well. In fact, in my opinion, more amazing women thriving in online businesses at this time, the better. The more we lift up the economy, the more positive vibrations, the more um, we responsibly use that money to serve and help others. So really want to encourage you not to look at times like this as capitalizing on something negative or doing something out of integrity. If you can truly solve a problem, And I know that if you're listening to this and you have a service-based business and you have an online business, there are problems in this world that you can solve right now. And it is not the time to shrink and feel bad about that. It is the time to stand up because the more we can contribute, again, to the economy, the more we can resource ourselves and resource others, the better. So please keep that in mind. Yeah. Yeah. So that's good. I'm just, it's like, something it you know that was that's just like something new right like oh there's always going to be new things that are cropping up and stuff but that's just like the thing for this week that I've been thinking about yeah I mean I would say like if you want to talk that through we can but if not just run with it like no that feels calls good. for sure I think that's like such a no-brainer for you or like even doing you know some uh IGTV on it or whatever but like really like be able like be available to make yourself a resource right now right yeah Okay, tell me um, how you're feeling because I want to hear an update on that as well because I know it's been kind of back and forth and just want to hear like how you're feeling overall aside from Corona madness, <laughs> but like, you know, in terms of like motivation, feeling kind of apathetic, things like that. Yeah, so I've been like, even though all this Corona stuff is happening, like I'm still feeling really good. This week was um, like interesting because I feel like, you know, we were talked about last time, like I was like, oh my God, I'm out of the funk. I'm feeling so productive. And this week I like felt like I struck a really good balance between like I was really productive, but I didn't work a ton. So um, like I'm still like feeling really good and like, you know, not feeling like Ugh, I don't want to do anything or like I have no motivation or no energy. So that's been really good. But I I felt like this week I really struck a a nice balance of like, right, but I'm not working like crazy, which is really good because I'm onboarding that new really big clients, the biggest client I've ever gotten in terms of monthly revenue. So, um, you know, I was a little worried just like, is it going to be crazy? Like, you know, I have like tightened up my onboarding, um, you know, process and everything, but it's still always more work at the beginning to set, get everything set up. Um, so I was worried that I was going to get really busy, but I felt like, you know, when I was working, I was busy and I was productive, but I, I still, you know, didn't work anywhere near to 40 hours this week. So good. Yeah. So that felt really like really nice and really good. And I still felt like, you know, like I still was getting, um, work 
for coaching done, like focusing on, um, you know, engaging and creating content and all that stuff. So I kind of felt like this was a, a really, it was a, again, like just a really nice balance of like getting everything done, but like not feeling, feeling productive, but not feeling like crazy. What do you think was the shift in that? Like what's made it easy to kind of get back to that headspace? March. I don't understand. <laughs> like literally March. it not being January or February is like the only thing. It's the only thing and I don't understand. But like that is the only thing that ha- – well, I did um, last week start working out again, like mm. really regularly. We joined the gym finally. But I got out of the funk before last week. Like yeah. I didn't start working out regularly again until like Wednesday last week and that, and I was like still feeling good like, mon- you know, Friday the week before, Monday, Tuesday. So like I, I'm sure that is helping, right, because I really like to work out and I love going to the gym, but uh, I'm sure that's helping the situation. But like also I don't – that's like – I don't know. what It was like a f- switch flip. Now, I know that we have previously visited upon this idea of like, was Sam experiencing seasonal affective disorder? Was there a bit of depression going on? So we just keep checking in on that, right? And it really feels like, you know, she is finding so much more balance, feeling so much better, and just starting to find that space again where it feels like she's thriving. And so um, it doesn't mean that she doesn't otherwise need therapeutic support, but it also doesn't mean that she does. Like sometimes we all just have those bad weeks or bad moments and that doesn't necessarily make it clinical depression, right? So we're not making a judgment or a diagnosis because that is not what this podcast is for. But I just want to keep coming back to that idea of like things can change and you can get help and both can be true and both are wonderful. So it's just good to keep checking in on that and also to have someone that will do that check-in for you, right? Not necessarily someone that can fix it, but if you know that you're having, you know, like a bad couple weeks and you're like, gosh, am I getting depressed? A really great thing is just to like, let someone know like, Hey, I'm at the point where I'm curious or wondering about if this is true for me. Can you just make sure to give me a little check-in every few days, once a week, that kind of thing. And remind me to look after myself in this way and that I can get help if I need it. That's all I'm being for Sam right now is that person to be like, Hey, how's that piece going so that it doesn't spiral without getting support, right? So if you're ever feeling like that, just having someone else as a resource to support you in that way can be so useful as well. That's so good. And I think it's also just good to like, yeah, just to like notice that like sometimes you don't need an answer and like, you know, next year to your point before, like maybe you'll be a little bit more prepared and in different ways since you've seen this happen a couple of times. But like overall, like Mm -hmm. if you feel good, you feel good. And I think what's cool is like noticing how like when you're feeling good, it's so much easier to stay on top of things. Like the time blocking is like so fucking spot on then and like helps so much and all of that. Like it all tends to work in a different Mm -hmm. way, right? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So it's just, I'm just, I'm just going to like kind of keep an eye on it. And like, um, I am now s- just so interested to see how I feel in January and February of next year. Right. Like, I think I'm going to plan around like not being really busy during that time, like totally. on purpose, like in my personal life, just to see if that makes a difference. But, um, it is like, so it, like, I don't understand, but I mean, I'm glad that we're all good now. But, yeah, yeah. That's amazing. So what what's going on in terms of coaching? Like obviously agency is feeling really good. Team feels super supported there. You're back up to well above the income goal that you even have. Like everything is kind of smooth sailing there, right? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, everything is good um, with the agency really set. Like, you know, uh, uh, for now, the workload is feeling good. I have been like, because I knew ads and emails were like one thing that I, that would be like the next thing that I would outsource. But I kind of made a decision that, um, you know, for it to not eat into like my profit margin significantly, I'd really need to take on like two more agency clients for it to be worth it for me to outsource it. So I kind of made the decision that like I'm just not going to outsource it right now because I don't want to, you know, scale so much so quickly again because, you know, the difference for me of like bringing on three clients within one month is like a huge amount of workload. Totally. So, um, so yeah, so I kind of made that conscious decision. I mean, listen, I think that's like a thing to really give yourself credit for because, I mean, we know this, but it's worth saying, which is like the number one reason most small businesses fail is because they scale too quickly. They mm-hmm. over invest over resource. like take on too many clients scale too quickly and they just absolutely, you know, eat shit because of it to a certain extent. Right. And so I think it's beautiful to just be like, I know I can scale that if I want to, but I like actually just want to focus on like being where we're at for a minute Um, Mm -hmm. and not just like continuing to like go, 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 because sometimes that can be the downfall. I love how smooth sailing the agency is feeling for Sam right now. I think it's just really important to note that because you guys have seen her go through different ups and downs and just to see that kind of level out with like right amount of support, right amount of clients, that kind of thing is really, really beautiful. And it's also great because you've seen her journey where I feel like she kind of like got the holy grail of like, you know, adding six figures of income, that kind of thing. But you also saw how many challenges that presented, right? And what we all know to be true and is just absolutely backed by so much data is that the number one reason most small businesses fail is because they scale too quickly right? And I think it's just so beautiful to keep that in mind because in this online space, like we're so used to push, push, push. And you've seen in Sam's journey that though she was able to add a ton of revenue, take on a ton more clients and all of that, it doesn't mean that that felt the best or was the best for her company. And so she's really found this level out place where it's like, okay, we're at a smooth sailing place. This is how I can manage both companies. This is what feels good in terms of capacity in the agency. This is what feels good in terms of what I'm bringing home from that. This is where I can focus on coaching. And it's given her this really beautiful balance. So just noting how like sometimes the grass can seem greener, but once you try it, you might actually find a different balance works best for you. So just being able to figure out what that is, is so valuable. And I'm just so glad you guys have been able to see that journey with her. Yeah, for sure. And that was like definitely, you know, when I did that in the fall, it's like not that I can't do it. I know 100% that I can do it. It's just like, do I really want to do it? And that is that like serving the situation? Mm Because right now, even onboarding the new client, I still feel like I have that time and energy and space to be focusing on coaching stuff. So, so as far as coaching goes, um, that's going well. My VA is posting like more regularly in, um, the Facebook groups with the content that's going out weekly for me. And then, um, we're like also creating like more pins on Pinterest to make sure that the content is like getting distributed there. So I'm increasing my web traffic and then, um, you know, still engaging 
on Instagram and Facebook, and my OBM is pitching podcasts. So good. So that'll be done, like, by the end of this month. Um, so, yeah, so that's really good. There's just, like, kind of, like, a lot of things in movement and a lot of things happening. So I'm really interested to see, like, right now, I just have no idea how many touch points does it take? How long is my buyer's journey, right? Um, so – now that kind of everything is happening, I'm really interested to try to start to figure out like what those numbers are so I can plan accordingly. Um, my OBMs also, I can now like sell my ebook because that bundle that it was in is done being sold. So my OBM is working that into my funnel. Um, and then I'm splitting the digital intensive into the content creation masterclass and then the digital intensive will be more focused on like coaching, like lead gen and coaching, um, which I saw one of the people who won the digital strategy intensive. I saw her the other day because she's local and I was at a Tuesdays Together event and um, I like kind of ran it by her. I was like, you know, how's it going? Like whatever. And she actually like I didn't prompt her, but she used the words like, you know, it's just like I'm I'm like it's it was kind of so much information. So I like needed time to process it all and things like that. Mm. So um, that was good because that was like totally unprompted. But she was like using all the language that we were talking about last time. Um, so I definitely think splitting them is the right decision. Um, so I'm working on doing the masterclass now and then I'm going to send it to all the digital strategy intensive people and be like, hey, I like know that was a lot of information. So I'm going to send them the masterclass for free and then offer to get all the warm people on a free coaching call. Um, I am curious to see how if coronavirus affects that a little bit. I was talking to some other people that just like write some other business owners. It's interesting like coronavirus right now, people might need more follow-ups because it's just like everybody has like so much going on their in their brain right now that they might need more follow-ups than normal. Um, so I'm just like really making sure that I'm like touching base with them and letting them know like, like hey, let's get this scheduled. So yeah, so there's like a lot going on with the um, coaching piece. Well, I think what's so cool to see here and, you know, is really useful to just like keep in mind is that like the results we're experiencing in our business are always almost on a 90-day delay, right? So mm -hmm. the results we have now are the results of like what we were doing 90 days ago kind of thing. And mm -hmm. I think the best thing that you've been doing is getting like really clear processes set up. So like that's not the only way to grow. Like, obviously, you could have been a lot more haphazard about it. But with also having the agency, it was kind of a non-negotiable that this all gets really systematized and clear because you can't just be, like, writing content on the fly every day and, like, right. being on 15 calls and blah, blah, blah. Like, it's just an, and not a possibility for you. So I think the beautiful thing is to see, like, okay, we're at a well-oiled machine point and now we just have to kind of like let that work for us because that hasn't even been working for us for 30 days at this point. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So so that's why I'm really excited to like see what the outcome is after it's been happening regularly. So something really important to see here in terms of Sam as well is that she does have a clear system in place now for the coaching business, right? But it's taken us a little while to get there just in terms of like, of course, the attention needing to go to the agency and life and all of those things, right? 
But also, even when you have this beautiful clear system in place, it can still take 90 days to see the results of what you're doing now. And I think that's where people can get so frustrated and they change strategies a lot, they pull back a lot because they're like, no, now it's all here, the system's in place. Why isn't it working as fast as humanly possible? And it's like, well, right, because like most strategies take 90 days to play out, right? And I'm sure you've heard me talk about that a ton on this season and other seasons of the podcast, but it's so true and it's something I wanna remind you, which is like, things do take time and 90 days is not forever y'all it's like pretty much nothing to a certain extent right but being able to see that for what it is and to be like the system's not broke but we need a little time to implement it is really really useful mentality because what's so tempting is like to build all of this and then see it not happen as fast as you want it to and then to burn it all to the ground build something else up not see it happen as fast as you want it to tear it all apart try something else new and you end up doing that for like months or years, right? And so if you were just like, okay, this is up and running and working, let's give it 90 days to play out and then test and tweak from there, you wouldn't have to go through months or years of building and rebuilding, right? So it's just really helpful to see that here in terms of Sam, where like the system's beautiful, the system's gonna work, just needs a little bit of time to play out, right? Yeah, and I totally agree with you about the more follow-up piece. I think it's just a brain space thing, very much to your point where I feel like people want it more than ever, but they also need to be reminded of that more than ever, just because we all know what it feels like to just have so much going on in our heads, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, what I think would be really useful for you at this point is to almost get super clear about like, what's the one thing I'm pushing right now? Yeah. Yeah. Like, are we outwardly pushing the new intensive? Are we just pushing calls? Are we pushing the opt-in? Like, what is the one thing that, like, all of your energy can get behind right now? Yeah, I'm wondering, um, yeah, because I am really focused on now driving traffic into the funnel and, you know, we're making improvements on the funnel. So, but I don't think that, like, too much of my time and attention should be towards pushing the Facebook group ebook because it is that you know it's going to be the $27 price right so I kind of think either the content masterclass or the digital intensive would probably be the best um thing to like really be focusing on um I still think maybe the intensive because like it is still like people are so focused on content, but it's like so many people are so focused on content, but then they don't realize, you know, they're not using it correctly to actually get leads and like make that actual like a revenue difference in their business. So I still feel like that's like such a main pain point for so many people that I talk to. Yeah. Well, what comes up for me is that your funnel is basically pushing the ebook, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So then outwardly, what can we do differently there? Like, then can you be the one pushing the intensive? Does that make sense? And then it's kind of like all working together. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you're talking about like, like in terms of like just me like showing up via like Insta stories or whatever, right? Exactly. Like every day when you're putting out content, when you're talking, when you're on Insta stories and you're doing an IGTV, even when you want to put podcast, whatever, right? Like what's the thing? What's the thing? The main thing. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And the more you're clear on that and know that, the easier it is to show up on all that and actually sell the less 
you know that, the more you'll just end up on Insta stories without pushing anything. Do you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think my recommendation would either be a free call or the intensive. Okay. I wonder, I'm just thinking like the free call. I mean, I'm fine with giving free calls. It's just like, how many people are you going to get on those free calls that we're like never going to buy from you? Right. And that's like, I think always a you know, a concern people have with offering free stuff. I personally just, I think it's just a mindset thing, but I personally take like a totally opposite mindset of that, which is like, if I get people on calls, they buy from me. It doesn't matter if it's a sales call. It doesn't matter if it's a free call. It doesn't matter whatever. It's like, and even if they weren't planning on buying, I'm going to give them a fucking great experience. And so they're going to be inclined to buy. That's really the point of the free call is like fast forward, giving them such a good experience that they decide they want to buy. Right. Right. We're like, Otherwise, you're giving them a good experience over all these touch points, which is great too. But like, it's just a way to fast forward it. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's yeah. not like you're like, I don't want anyone to read my content that's not going to buy. <laughs> like, it's not really that, right? It's like, mm -hmm. how can I just make them want to give them such a mm -hmm. killer experience? It's not a must. If that doesn't feel good to you, you don't have to do it. But just to like share the mindset behind that, I think that's really important. Yeah, that makes sense. And it's not like that I don't think um like it's not that I don't want to give free calls so that's like not right but that that makes sense like kind of like reframing that a little bit totally and I think for you like the free call might just be really good practice in terms of like having that space to be like how do I like not just give them everything <laughs> right it's almost like a practice point for what you're doing with the intensive you know what I mean right yeah yeah, that makes sense. So, so maybe that's it. from that, just like thinking about like, you know, since I'm like, so a lot of my content focuses on the lead, I'm just, you know, like playing devil's advocate here, like, because so much of my content like does focus on the lead gen, but I guess like we can still talk about lead gen on the free call. Well, I think right now for the free call, we could go back to the conversation about coronavirus potentially so mm. it's more like right now it's more like a brainstorming thing but probably what you're gonna come to in that is like cool you need like a process and a system you're following right now mm -hmm. that's mm -hmm. gonna bring clients in even during difficult times so it still makes sense as an upsell do you know what I mean sure yeah and you can the, the fun thing about stuff like this is that you can always be changing those up like that might be the most relevant conversation right now Two weeks from now, it might be a different relevant conversation, but you can kind of keep those exciting, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Now, what I will say, and this is like just, you know, for you because you're a high performer and you like to run at things, where it gets hard is if you like do 20 or something in a week and then you're right. like super fucking annoyed and burned out and whatever. I would maybe say do like three to five a week absolute max. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, just from like a bandwidth perspective. Right. And and like to feel like you can keep like doing it and upping that warm leads pipeline. Because another thing with these calls is like they are filling your warm leads pipeline, even if they convert four months later or something. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. you've had that happen with other clients that have bought these intensives now. It's like it's been someone you you initially did that free scholarship call with or whatever. Right. Mm hmm. 
So that's how I would try to frame it. But like, if you end up going crazy with it, then yeah, you're going to be in a position where you're like, fuck this shit, you know? (laughs) Right, 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 right. Yeah. But that kind of does make sense because it's basically like, if I'm focused on getting those like three to five calls a week, then that's just like a very direct way to measure like, is what I'm doing working to like bring warm leads into my pipeline? I really want to talk about free calls for a second because I think that this gets to be such a confusing point in our industry. But like, here's the thing, you guys, the purpose of a free call is to give someone such an amazing experience with you that even if they didn't know they wanted to hire you before, now they do. Right. And and I think people get so freaked out about free calls because they're like, oh, but I want people who are going to get on the phone ready to buy or I want people who know they're ready or whatever. And it's like, yes, we all want that. But if you don't have that in your business right now, then give someone such a freaking exceptional experience that even if they didn't want to buy before, they want to buy now. That's what a free call does is showcase that value. Right. And if you're waiting until you've been able to showcase that value otherwise in terms of like content, messaging, all that, it's just going to take longer. And that's not necessarily bad. Right. I would say I'm at a point in my business where I don't have to give the free value on the call because I'm giving it so many other places that, yeah, people are mostly ready by the time they're getting on the phone. But that takes time. I gave so many free calls away at the beginning of my business. And I had so many people that thought they were getting on that call, not going to buy and then ended up buying. And so really making it about how can I give a tremendous amount of value and show my skill set here is so useful, right? And then booking three to five of those a week is a total freaking game changer because think about it like this. Even if you were only converting one out of three or one out of five, you just got four clients in a month, right? Not to mention the amount of practice and market research and the amount of warm leads that are filling your pipeline. Like I am just such a fan of this because I think nothing converts faster at the beginning. And so um, when people in our industry kind of have bad things to say about giving something away for free, what I'm always called to remind everyone is there is a super even energy exchange here for you in terms of the market research, the warm lead, the people that will engage with you more, the relationship that got built and the potential to sell. So it's not like you're giving without getting. This is a very beautiful exchange that can happen if you want to scale and build your one-on-one really quickly. 100%. And then we can measure it so specifically like, okay, can we always get three to five a week? Okay. If we do that, can we always convert at least 50%? If we do that, can we up the conversion rate? Right. If we do that on intensives, what's our conversion rate to one-on-one? Like it becomes systematic at that point, right? Right, 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 right. Yeah. That makes sense. And I think it's just about getting really, really specific with those like we're doing with the intensive, right? So that you're not like, hi, welcome. Here's everything I know. It's like very right. targeted. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Does that feel pretty, pretty good or yeah, anything I'm wondering, come up there? I, no, I'm just wondering, yeah, like figuring out what, like should, yeah, like should I still focus it on lead gen? Yeah, like because, I mean, yeah, that makes sense because like especially right now during this time, like, you know, you want to have like a systemized process of getting like new leads and getting clients to make sure that you have business, mm-hmm. you know, moving. So it is kind of focused on lead gen, but um, that can like just evolve over time. It's just like that's the focus right now. Exactly. Yeah, that makes sense. So it's not like set in stone or anything. 
And actually, I think it's more fun for your audience that way to a certain extent, too, when, like, it's like, ooh, this one is new and exciting. Like, it's like a shiny object, you know? So you can always mix it up over time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. So tell me where we are. I know you said, like, kind of like you feel like you're in the process of having gotten some leads and things like that. So give me a little rundown there. Yeah. Yeah. So I um, have some leads that are just like they were warm and they're kind of just like sitting. So that's why, I, you know, getting on the the free call, I think will be really good to like start that conversation and, and keep that going. So I reached out to all of them yesterday. So I'm just waiting to hear back and I'm just definitely gonna, um, be like, probably I didn't really frame it with like, Hey, like I know a lot of stuff's going on right now. And like a lot of, you know, business owners are concerned or whatever. So I might in the follow-up be like, you know, kind of put something in there with that. If I don't hear back from some of them, um, but yeah, I sent those out yesterday, so I haven't heard back from those yet. Um, and then I did, it was kind of like, this is, um, this person's like warm-ish, warm-ish, temp, temp, temperature, um, <laughs> room temperature. Um, I met, I went to a networking event and I was just talking to this person and they already have a coach. Um, I guess, but I was just like chatting with them and stuff. And she was like, oh my God, this is amazing. My coach doesn't like talk to me about any of this stuff. Mm. So, um, I obviously wasn't like, you know, like, well, your coach sucks or anything (laughs) like that. But I was just like, you know, with my, you know, when I'm coaching, I like to talk about this and that. And like, that's not the purpose of coaching or like, this is really the purpose of coaching and stuff like that. Um, so she was like, oh, okay, I am going to have a conversation with my coach and you will be hearing from me. So um, that was definitely like a little ego boost. I was like, I am good at this, you know? And I guess like when I start offering the free calls, I'll get some of that too. Because it's like, I can do this, right? Um, Which always feels good. A hundred percent. I think that's like, that's sort of why it's the free calls being so valuable for you because you truly are so good at this stuff and you're so smart at this. And the more you're out there talking about it, the more you're going to convert. Like that's a perfect example. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Where like, it's not like she was planning on going to that event looking for a coach. Fuck, she already had one. But just by mm-hmm. talking to you, she was like, oh my gosh, like I, I want to work with you, et cetera. So mm-hmm. I would take that mentality and translate it to the calls, for example, because it's like, yeah, they might not be planning on it, but they talk to you and they're like, oh, you like know your shit. Like I need help right. with this, right? Yeah. And she actually was like, and I know somebody else who is looking for a coach. I'm definitely going to tell her about you. So I was like, oh, okay, great. Heck yeah. So it, it, it's kind of funny because you know how like we hear things online about like how you should run your business and like how you should do things. And like that's not always. So I feel like a lot of people do like poo-poo on giving like free initial calls or whatever. But if I sit down and think about like, right, but like that is like the easiest way for me to build like an insane amount of trust and confidence, like for someone in my, in myself and my services, like why wouldn't I do that? Because it is a more effective use of my time. So it's kind of interesting when you like think about it from that perspective. Um, One thing that was interesting is she's paying her coach like about $600 right now, which she was already like, you know, that's a lot of money. And so I keep kind of bumping up against this price point thing because I was like, great, you're definitely not going to afford me then. Like, I mean, maybe and that's great. And we're going to talk about it. I'm going to try and get her to afford me. But 
you know, that's a big, it seems like there's like a lot of coaches that do that right around that 600 price point. And so I'm just like, I price out a lot of people immediately, which I think it's fine because like for me, 600 is just not enough of a price. Like it's just not enough. Yeah. But so like I never – and I think we talked about this before. Like I was thinking about, you know, should I lower my price point? But like really I'd only lower it to like around 800 a month. And I think the people who have price concerns, 1000 to 800 a month isn't really what's going to like be like, oh, okay, yeah, now I can afford it. It's going to be that jump of like I can't afford 1000 but I can afford five or 600 a month. And that's just not going to happen. So it kind of just is what it is. But a lot of people I talk to, it does seem like they're looking for that price point of like five to six hundred dollars. Well, I think a couple of things I would remember here. Like one is like, yes, and she also has a coach that isn't giving her what she needs and doesn't have the knowledge point she requires. So I think that like there's something to be said for like if you're brand new and have never done this, my recommendation would definitely at that point be like charge low and raise along the way. Mm -hmm. Right. But I think for you, it's like, that's just not where you're at in terms of the value you're bringing, the knowledge point you have, the experience you have, the results you have under your belt, all of that, right? Right. Yeah. No, I mean, that, and that makes sense. Like, basically, the way she, this person was describing their coach was like, I was like, right, that's what a VA should be doing for you or maybe an OBM. Like, that's not coaching. So it was definitely like a difference in experience and service level for sure. And I think that's almost how you have to position it when you're marketing. I know I give you a hard time about this all the time, but like you kind of just have to own that. Like it's like, especially if someone's like, oh, I would really love to be at the $500 price point. I think you can be like, you can, but you're going to get a new coach that like doesn't know yet. Like Mm -hmm. what they're even doing, like with me, you're getting five years of experience. You're getting these results. You're getting the fact that I've been behind multi-million dollar businesses. Like you get what you pay for and just helping people see that I think is so fucking important. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. And that is definitely like, I DM'd you about this the other day because you put it into the story and it was like, you know, like there's selling for like coaching is different if you're selling for like services or done for you services and like it's a different type of selling and I was like god I feel so seen because I'm like so good at selling for the agency but it is like a different type of selling for coaching and it's just like I just still like so yeah that's like another i i think that the discovery calls will probably be a good way to like continue to practice that because it's different and i'm not used to it still and i'm definitely not as good at it as i am at the agency selling yeah and i think like the more practice you can get under your belt the better for that right that's like really all we're after here is for you to have like way more practice with that too right Yeah. I mean, I think that it's definitely like having the free discovery calls is going to be like a really, that is worth it just from me getting to practice pitching. And then also like, it's worth my time because like, that's the way that I most effectively connect with people. For sure. And I think you keep crossing your prices. Mm -hmm. Like, I think it's just almost getting to that point in your brain where it's like, these are not questionable. Like I'm just not fucking lowering them. And that's just that. Like this is so like we gonna make this work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and that was definitely like I kind of like gamed it out basically. And I was like, I mean, I'm only willing to lower them to 800, which those people, that's not gonna be the difference. They're not gonna all of a sudden be like, oh yeah, definitely, right? Those people are still gonna have 
money objections at that price point. So it's like a moot point because it's just like, it's not happening. So, so I've been trying to figure out like, okay, like how can I accommodate, like work around that then? And I, I think it is probably just getting better at, you know, addressing my, you know, the cheap version versus the luxury version. Okay, so I think this was a really helpful conversation around pricing and value. I totally get Sam in the sense that it's so tempting to want to bring our price point down sometimes, but but the thing is, is we really have to be responsible for holding our value, but it being our job to explain that to our audience, right? And that's what we were talking about a lot with Sam is that our audience sometimes does not understand that you get what you pay for and what the value association is, especially for Sam's people who have maybe never had coaching before, right? So if they see the price tag of 650 or the price tag of 1250, well, they don't necessarily get the difference, right? It's our job to explain that to our audience, just like any brand has the responsibility of that, right? Like, why should I buy a Chanel purse over a purse at Target? Like the value prop is totally different and it's Chanel's job to tell me why I should be spending that much on a bag, right? And of course they do that and they, you know, have their whole brand built around that. But my point is, we always want to solve with pricing sometimes. And so often pricing isn't the problem. It's do they see value commiserate with that price point? And that is our job, right? So Sam definitely has the value commiserate with the price point she has, like for sure, hands down. So if she just went down, well, what good does that do? Because she still would have to explain the value. She's just undervaluing herself. But if she stays at the price and then does a really exceptional job of explaining that value prop and the differential and why it's like that, guess what? People are gonna start to see that value and buy from her too. So I hope that's a really useful lesson in that, that it does not always serve you to adjust or lower prices. What always serves you is making sure your audience understands the value and the price point that you picked for that reason. Yeah, and I think putting out content around that, like even talking about, like I've talked to a lot of people lately that are paying like, you know, at the $500 or $600 mark for a coach but aren't getting the results and like talk about like the cost benefit analysis of that basically, Mm -hmm. right? Where like if you're paying $600 but you're not getting any value, like are you, is that actually valuable? Of course not, right? Yeah. That's a good idea. And it's also like I because I can definitely put out content around because like a lot of people, if they they haven't had a coach and they haven't outsourced anything ever. Right. So like they don't even know like this person had no idea. I was like, yeah, you could be you should be like paying a VA who knows how to do that to just do that for you versus having a coach walk you through how to do that yourself. Like that's not an effective use of your time. And like if you look at it from like an hourly pers- like, you know, a numbers perspective, like you're paying a coach to do something that you could pay a VA like half the amount to do for you. And I broke and I once I said that she was like, "Oh my god." Like you wow. Like cuz she just like she didn't know, you know, you don't know what you don't know. So, I think like talking about that a little bit would probably be valuable too. I think the thing that's just an important point for you to remember here is that most of your people are newer and greener and so you mm-hmm. have to like be more explicit. Like yeah. Like that's why that worked so well with her is cuz you were so fucking explicit, right? Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. In terms of being like, yeah, no, that's not how that works. And here's how it works. And here's why. And here's whatever. And so with a lot of these people, I think you're almost like assuming like they know what you know and they're still deciding not to invest. And the point Mm -hmm. is that they just don't even know what you know. So like having way more of these conversations outwardly and IGTVs and content and all of that is like 
going to be the most valuable thing for you because they're going to be like, oh shit, like there's just so much that they don't know. Like I wouldn't have to tell you that because you fucking get it, but like it's different, right? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And it's like, it's so funny. I've been trying to think about lately because, um, I saw something online that was basically just like, you know, it's so hard. Like, yes, I was once there, but I haven't been there in a long time. And it's like can be really hard to like get back to that place, even though I was at that point at one point. It's really hard to get back there. So it's like making sure that you're like thinking about that and trying to do that because like you might think that – you are in their head and like addressing all their concerns. But like in reality, I haven't been there in, you know, five years. So it's like, I don't know. Exactly. And what what you're so good at is being direct. Like mm-hmm. that's why that worked with her because you're so good at being like, oh, no, 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 like here's what's up. So you just have to turn that into your content a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. I think you're priced completely right. And I think the value is – really more than there. And I think you'll hate it if you downgrade your prices. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, So I think you just get locked in on that. And then like, not all you talk about, but basically all you talk about is like why the value is there. Yeah. And I have been trying with my content to like, I, you know, I'm doing educational content, you know, most days throughout the week, every week, and that's getting, you know, repurposed into a blog and a newsletter and stuff like that. And, but now I've been trying to like, like I had my VA create, like, make sure that we have like Insta story graphics for like all of my service offerings and products so that like, cause I need to like still be selling more and like talking about my experiences and like my value and stuff like that because I've been education heavy for the last couple of months. Yeah. So it's like, which is great. I still want to do that a hundred percent. I will continue to do that. But like, I still need to remind people like, I know what the fuck I'm doing this is my experience. This is how I've done it. Like all those things and selling more. So I've been trying to like make sure that I am, um, you know, incorporating that more and more into my content. Totally agree with that. So I feel like your next steps are really like, are you sharing that more? Are you being more explicit, that kind Mm -hmm. of thing in your content? And then really translating that to calls. Like, I think that if you just had more calls, we would get to a really easy point where those were nailed. I think it's just like you've gone for a long period of time with like getting the system set up, which I think was really relevant and important. And now it's kind of back to like, okay, and now we need this conversion piece to click in and then it's all there. Yeah. Yeah. I think that the calls will probably, it feels like that will actually probably convert like in a much more direct and fast way because you know, like we know the content stuff, like you need the content piece, but it's a long game. Um, and so the calls are kind of just like really direct, like ninja style lead gen. <laughs> exactly. That's a good way to put it. I love it. Okay, cool. So let's keep the focal point there. Feel free to like reach out to me in terms of like, if you want me to look at like what the actual type of call is that you're promoting, what we're doing mm-hmm. from there. And then like, just keep me posted on the calls as they roll in because like, that's pretty much your next thing. Like if we can convert these calls, everything's working from here and that's that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That feels good. So good. All right. Keep me posted. I'm so glad everything's feeling good. Perfect. Thanks. Talk to you soon. All right. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Literally. I would love to hear your thoughts on the podcast, so please leave us a review. Each month, I'll be picking reviewers to give a free session of their own to as a thank you. And remember, sharing is caring. If you know someone who'd benefit from this podcast on their own entrepreneurial journey, please share it with them. 
What I know we need more of in this world is women living let up lives and running businesses they love and are beautifully compensated for. If you want to hear more stories of women who have gotten killer results in their business, plus the mindset, strategy, and execution that got them there, download my free case study series, The Client Files. You'll read about several women's unique journeys to success and exactly how they did it. Plus, you'll be inspired to find the path that fits you. Just go to aliduplife.com forward slash clients to sign up.